0: Welcome everybody. Man, it's a beautiful day, right? Man, it's pretty out there. And not only that, like we said, happy Mother's Day, but I'd always say this, like I said earlier, if you just walked in, happy amazing lady day. Ladies day. And I mean that just uh, truly because I tell you what, there's a lot of gals that fill in that gap and make a difference along the way. And so we're just thankful for each and every one of those folks that are here with us today and those that are listening online. So well look, everybody can see my sign up there, right? Life under construction. Anybody feel like that at times? Everybody, how come we don't have all the hands? I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I'm just being honest, right? Man, sometimes we feel like that. And the longer I live, the more I see that it continues to be a work in progress in my life. Amen? How about yours? Both of you. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get you guys going here, man. This is, you know how we do things here. So when we think about our lives being under construction, it's not meant to be a bad thing, but an encouraging thing. But a lot of times people say, oh, yeah, they, they kind of just roll over with that. Man, I'm a work in progress, as if I'll never make it. Well, let's go ahead and get something straight right out of the chute. You've already made it if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our salvation is secured in Him. I'm talking about growing into what God's got for you, right? I'm talking about just because you've got a book, right, doesn't mean you know all the answers, right? You've got to take time and study that thing. Well, you know what? But you're, you're on the team. When you make the team the the baseball team, right, you're on the team, right? When you gave your life to Christ, you're on the team. But you know what? He's going to work you in that position. Right. He's going to give you what you can uh, use for the kingdom. And everybody has at least one gift. Say, I have at least one gift. gift. Let's go for two. I bet there's even more. Yeah. But at least one gift because he's put the gift of the Holy Spirit in us. Amen. So let's keep on rolling here. Something else. Uh, Somebody wrote me something today. Um, this week, I'm sorry, I want to share with you today. And it said this, it says, As we study the Bible, we never finish until we meet the author face-to-face. That's pretty good, isn't it? Think about it. As we study the Bible, we never finish until we meet the author face-to-face. And see, that's what we are blessed with by having a, a personal relationship with Christ. That journey takes us right on into the presence of God. See, that's something to be excited about. See, a lot of the things uh, I see even with work, Church, relationship, what are you bringing in? When you came here today, you're going, well, I'm going to go ahead and go to church. I'm going to sit in here. Oh, man, Pastor Bud is sweating already. It's going to be a long day. Miles back there fanning himself. Uh, can't turn the air conditioner on because the lights are cut out. <laughs> There's a little bit of truth to that, so y'all play with that AC. <laughs> but you know what? You can come in here and say, man, you know what? I am so happy to be here. It's a beautiful day, and I'm just going to celebrate what God's doing. So that's what we want to do today. and I want to, I want us to just listen to the Word of God today with open hearts so God can can build us into the men and women that He desires us to be. strong, wise and compassionate. compassionate about the things of the Lord. all right. So when you start thinking about this, where's a good place to start when we're building a house? I start thinking about this. When you build a house, what do you do? You build the foundation first, right? That's what we want to start talking about. so I want to talk a little bit about a spiritual foundation. before we get too far, Get some crowd participation. Everybody got a handout? Say amen. amen. Everybody need glasses? Go ahead put them on because I am. Amen. Now let's read this together. Can we read this? as Philippians 4.8 and I want you guys to get real familiar with this, okay? We're going to read it a couple times today but let's, let's jump in on that if you got your handouts. Read with me. It says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, Anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Think about such things, man. So we want to be thinking about such things when we take off out of here. All right. So let's take a look at this. What state is your spiritual foundation? in? You ever thought about that? I'm going to give you a couple of questions here just to just to, just to give yourself a little shoring up and thinking about. Right. Is your foundation based on the truth of God's word? Go ahead. Write some notes. I'm going to it. write it all down. Right? Is it based on the truth of God's word? Is your foundation, is it strengthened by the faith in God's promises? How many know that book's got a lot of promises for those who put the faith and trust in Jesus, right? And this is what gets me. They're not yours if you're not in Christ. See, a lot of times I talk to people, and and, and that's why we do what we do, and you guys probably get tired of me saying this, but I'm going to tell you how important it is to share our faith and give people that opportunity and the privilege to take hold of what God's done for them. That's why we always do an altar call. And we say, hey, you know, today, if you're not sure if you go to heaven or hell, I mean, not sure you're going to heaven and you feel like you're going to hell, we can tell you the answer. His name is Jesus. So, you know, a lot of times we just assume that our foundation is okay and everything's going to be all right because we know God is love, but God is just and God is holy. And he loved you so much that he sent Jesus, right? So let's think about some of those promises as we roll into this today. Is your foundation built Excuse me. Is it the foundation Talking about your spiritual foundation in the Bible okay? Is it the foundation on which you're, You build your daily life upon I can't blame it on my glasses I'm just tongue tied Do you build your di- daily life And your decision making Based on the word of God Or do we just do what we want to do And then ask God to fix it Nobody raised their hand on that one did they Alright I'll pray for all of us Because I know we do right we do We just jump out there and go yes Lord, I need some help, right? But you know what? How often do we really seek the Lord on that? I pray that that as we grow into what God wants us to be and who God wants us to be, that we continue to seek his will, amen? Because God's a good God, and God is a giving God. But you know, God is a just and holy God. And you know what? I also hear a lot of times, people say, well, you know, it's just something small. Moms and dads, right? You like to be involved in things in your, your kid's life, whether they're big or small or whatever, right? God loves us. When you love somebody, you want to know what's going on. You want to know what's going on at school. What'd you learn today? I don't know. Right? How was work? See, later on, it switches. When you're young, they say, what'd you learn today? What's happening at school? They go, oh, I don't know. And then, later on, when you get married and you say, how was work? They tell you everything. Everything, right? I know I do. up. like, you wouldn't believe what happened today. But you know what? Sometimes we need that little decompression time right there. But take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. And we're talking about foundations. and did a little research here. Now, we know that the Bible talks about, and I'm going to give you the scripture for that in just a minute, about Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. Right? So I looked up cornerstone and I want to give you a really good picture of what a cornerstone is. And this is the meaning of it here. It says, a stone uniting two masonry walls at an intersection representing the starting place in the construction of a monumental building, the chief foundation of which something is constructed or built. <laughs> See, Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of the church? Is Jesus Christ the foundation of your life? Amen? So think about that. Is is Christ the cornerstone in your life? Now you know a lot of times we say, oh yeah, and you won't find anybody most of the time that when things are tough, they'll be able to give you that answer, oh it's Jesus. But when things are going a little bit better he, he moves over to like the paneling or the shed. He's not the cornerstone in our life sometimes, you know what I mean? So today, I hope that we're encouraged by the Word of God and so that we understand that everything is birthed out of that relationship of Christ, okay? So listen to this, Isaiah 28, 16. This is a scripture I want to give you for that. And this is uh, Isaiah the prophet speaking. He says, so this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be dismayed. He's talking about Jesus Christ being the foundation of our faith amen you know what i like about that it said, a tested stone how many know that jesus christ is tried and true and his promises are tried and true that his word is true amen and you know what and it's a precious cornerstone for a what sure foundation when everything else in the world's changing isn't it good to know that your god let's make it personal your god doesn't change your god keeps loving your god keeps giving Your God keeps breathing life into your situation, amen? So guess what? What needs to happen next? Let's talk about it just a little bit. Everybody doing good? Say amen, amen. See, here's something else I want to hit, and I mentioned this from time to time, and I had it in my notes over here. We need to build our life on the foundation of Christ, but we need to settle this truth in our lives that the book, God's word, the Bible is true. See, when you get that lined up in your life, you say, well, you know what? I just need to go and see what God says about it. Not what George, Mary, Fred, Butch, and everybody else said about it. Although God can use some people to speak into your life. Make sure it lines up with his word. Amen? Because you know what? God will use people to speak in your life. I talked to folks this week, and we pray all the time. You know, when when people are going through something, I always pray, Lord, put somebody in somebody's life, this person's life, that person's life, my life, to encourage us in the Lord. Now, I got a little story about that, but I'm going to get ahead of myself. So let's, let's jump on over here. So what needs to happen next? evaluation, all right? And I was thinking about this when I was putting this together a little bit, and I, and I went right on back to about my lovely bride, Denise, when she used to be in real estate. Man, I tell you, that's that can be tough. Um, but you know, there's a lot of jobs out there that are tough. But if we are seeking the Lord, guess what? He can make it so much more. So when Denise was in the, into that, and I know Aunt Ange does that as well, and uh, one of the things, first is when you find the house that the people want, what's the next thing they do, Right? They want to have a home inspection. I cannot tell you how many nights we lay down and say, okay, night, baby. She says, oh, we got a home inspection tomorrow. We need to pray about that home inspection. You know? Because you know what? Guess why? The house inspection is the foundation of what's going on. All right? As we go, they want to make an evaluation of this. Now, think about this. The bank wants to know, is it worth the investment? You see what I'm tying this in? The bank is not going to give you the money for the house if the foundation is not good. Right? So they're going to invest in that house with you. Right? If the foundation is not good, you ain't getting any money. Right? And it's, it's not going to happen. But what I want us to see on here, take a look at this. God says you're worth the investment. So when we use Jesus Christ, when we receive Jesus Christ as our foundation, he says, you know what? Come on inspect. Because everything is straight now. Does that mean you never have any trouble, never have any problem? No. But our sin debt is paid in full. I want you to hear that now. So our foundation is built on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So we know that he says we are worth it. I'm going to pull this together for you now. Take a look at this, everybody. Right? He put the deposit of the Holy Spirit in you. Amen, brother. Come on in the house. He put the deposit of the Holy Spirit in you. Didn't we say you had at least one gift? Right? We got at least one gift. All right, now let's back it up with a little word here. Ephesians 1, 4. It says this. The spirit is God's deposit, guaranteeing that he will give us the inheritance that he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Now, you see where I did a little underline? It's who's it all about, right? It's about him. It's about him. He did it because you're worth it. See, a lot of times, when I talk to folks, and even in my own life, there's things, man, when I blow it and different things like that, I said, man, I just don't feel worthy. I just don't feel worth it. If you're here today, I got some good news for you. The good news is God says you're worth it. And you know what? We know John three sixteen puts that in action. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He put the deposit in you. I'm hammering that home because a lot of times we feel lonely even in a crowd, right? But guess what? You don't have to because Jesus says, you know what? I'm going to put my deposit of the Holy Spirit in you. All right. You guys should be smiling. me Everybody smiling? Good. Good word. Good word. So it's about his investment in us. It's about his investment in us. We think it's about what we got to do, what we got to give, what we got to put out, what we got to show up. It's about his investment in us. And he invested in us because he said, you are worth it. He said, we're worth it. He said, we're worth it. Where's my amen, Chucky? Amen. There we go. Come over. Man, man, let's pipe this thing in here. But you know what? A lot of times we get, we get so down on ourselves. But I want you to leave here today, lift it up. This should be like pulling bricks off your back when you realize how much God loves you. Amen? Amen. So who purchased us? This is going over some foundational stuff because I want to get it in your heart, in your mind, and in your mouth. Because that starts affecting the actions. You know what I mean? It starts, who purchased us? Jesus purchased us. It cost him everything, right? It cost him everything. It cost him his life. So you know what? As I continue to look at this, I want us to understand something here. When we get saved, our spirit is reborn but our mind didn't get saved, right? We got to renew that mind. Romans 12, 2, we talk about it. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need to be thinking on these things of God, right? Think about this. So grab your hand out again. Let's read it one more time. Can y'all read it with me? Come on, let's do it. Here we go. I got it up here. I'm sorry. Jump, Jump the gun a little bit. Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever, whatever is true, true whatever, whatever is noble, noble. Y'all sounding good? Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Why do we got to think about such things? Because I just said our mind didn't get saved, right? We are renewing that mind. We are renewing that mind and we take the word of God to renew it, right? That's what we need to be doing. Why do we come to church? We get to praise God. We get to learn more about him. Why do we do Bible study? So we can learn and grow into the salvation that he's given us. Listen close. We are already saved. We're already on the team. Remember we talked about that? But now we're growing in to what God wants to do in your life. See, we're growing into the promises of God. We're growing into the truth of God's word. We're growing into what God wants to do in your life so that you can be a blessing to somebody else for the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Now, Let's see, I jumped the gun. Why don't we live for him fully? Well, you know what? Because a lot of times we're not thinking on these things. We're thinking about the things we want. We're thinking about the things that are good for us. And you know what? Most of the things that we feel that are so good for us are very temporary, aren't they? Very, very temporary. But God looks at the long haul. And so what I want us to understand is as we build on that foundation, right? And we evaluate what's going on in our life. The next thing I want us to understand is this. God is a restorer, right? I'm going to give you a lot of word here today so we can be encouraged. Take a look at this. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4.16. Now let's look at that a little bit. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. When I go to my mom's house. I come boldly, respectfully, right, humbly, but I'm welcome there. See, when we get a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we, we have access to the Father. You see what I'm saying? So when I go to my mom's house, I got keys. When I go to my mom's house, I just say, hey, Ruth, the Babe, what's going on? Mom, what do you need? What's happening? Right? Just walk right on in. Because you know what? She's made a way. Her and my dad made that a home. For us, so I'm always welcome. See, we're always welcome in God's house, amen. See, a lot of times we think, well, I don't clean up and I don't wear the right things and all that. Well, then you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place because it's all it is is a building, but the church is the people. Y'all hear what I'm saying? We are the church. And what they see outside here, the way our actions are and the way we respond is we're representing Jesus, all right? So we want to be a good representation of Him, right? You know, I'll be down, man, buddy. I did this last week. I did this yesterday. All these things. You know what? We all fall short at times. But remember, look at the rest of the verse. He says, when, "When it's time of help, where do we go? That we may obtain mercy. To obtain mercy. If you obtain mercy, you got mercy, right? You grab hold of that, right? And find grace. Why? To help in times of need." Anybody go through a time of need where you just need to know that God loves you? That you just need to know no matter what you've done, where you've been, God's for you. That's a good verse to hold on to in your heart, amen? Let's keep it rolling here. All right, 1 John 1, 9, many of us know this. It says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I want to talk about this again. Have you seen how much we've been talking about he and him? See, that's what church is about. It's about he, him, his sacrifice. But he did it for you and me. He did it for you and me. But we got to connect with that. We have to grab that by faith. So look at this. If we confess our sin, he is faithful. He didn't say, well, if you are faithful. He said he is faithful, right? So he is faithful. And just to do what? Forgive us our sin and to cleanse us. And just say, oh, it's okay now. He wants to cleanse us, make us new, fresh start. Now, how many times when you, you have bump heads in a relationship, you, they say, I forgive you, but it's like they're walking with a big baseball bat behind here. I forgive you, but don't you ever do that again, right? Ooh, man. it didn't say that, didn't it? What did he say? He cleanses us from all, you know, I love it. Oh, I got to touch it. All, all, I want that. I want all unrighteousness. Amen? Good. Y'all writing this down, right? Amen, amen. Let's take a look at this. Isaiah 43. Listen real close. He says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. For his sake. Because he wants to be near you. And he can't be near you if there's sin. But you know what? Thank the Lord that Jesus purchased us out of sin. And that we can come boldly to the throne room. It's going down there. He says, for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Man, how many times you get ready to do something for God. Get ready to head out. You've, you've turned from whatever it was. You've asked the Lord to forgive you. And you're moving on. You're starting out. It's a new day. And then right when you get to the church steps. Or right when you're trying to pray. The enemy said, yeah, but you remember last week. Yeah, but you remember you yell at the kids. All this junk. What does God say about that? I will not remember your sins. You know why? Because he took care of them. The enemy wants to bring that back up. Start getting all the junk out of your trunk. Everything wants to start building that. Oh, you remember this? And you remember that? And all that? Oh, don't forget about this. And guess what? We buy the lie, right? And that's what. guess what? Then we come into church like this. I mean, the lip is low, baby. I mean, you can just plow with it. And we're going, hey, welcome to the... uh, I'm not saying we don't have a tough time. I'm glad y'all didn't take a picture of that. (laughs) That would not be good. That would not be a good thing to be on the the internet. But anyway, I want you to see. But that's really, that's sometimes how we come in. And I don't think you go, I don't expect y'all to say, hey, Pastor Buddy, what's going on? Hey, man, good to see you. Man, that's all right. I mean, I understand that, you know, that sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's like, you know, you're not always at the top of the game. But I want to remind you of this. I wish I had duct tape for this thing right here. Oh, my goodness. I sweat so bad. It's crazy. But I want you to remind you of this. We just keep it real here, don't we? I tell you, if you guys are listening online, you ought to come here. It's much better. It's much better. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? Don't let the enemy continue to remind you of your shortcomings. Don't let the enemy continue to tell you what you're not. Read the word of God, speak the word of God, and let him set the pace and let him identify who you are. Amen? Because that's what he bought. That's what he's done. And that's where that foundation starts. Then we evaluate where we need to adjust our life, right? And then we walk in the fullness of the restoration because of what Christ did. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go on down here. He says, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together, state your case, that you may be acquitted, found not guilty. So when we missed the mark, said, Lord, you know, I I really missed the mark here. It's not like he's going, oh, really? I didn't know that. He says, let's talk about this. And then you know what? He wants to pour his grace and his truth and his mercy out on you right where you are. Not after you clean up because you can't clean up enough. We can't give enough, do enough, clean up enough, be good enough. But you know what? We can be forgiven greatly. Aren't you glad of that? I know I am. Let's take a look at this last one here. In him, we have redemption through his blood. You see, it's all about him. See, this is something that drives me crazy. You talk to people and, and, and I, I, oh man, man, my brain is ticking. I went the other day for a physical. And they ask you a lot of questions. And they ask religious belief. They didn't have a long enough line. I'm going to tell you what, they did not. I said, I am a Christ follower. I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm telling you, I mean, I just start filling that thing up because a lot of times people say, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, really? I, I, I had this talking one. I was talking to a guy one day, and I was sharing our faith, and this guy said, oh, I'm a Christian. And we were talking and telling the guy about, you know, um, Jesus and all this. And, and, man, I said, you know, there's only one way to get to heaven. And the guy said, really? And he was a guy that said he was a Christian. I was like, now nah, I got two of them. So what was going on is a lot of times we just hear that word, and we don't understand what it means. Have you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ? That's what that means to me. Are we following the teaching of Jesus? Are we putting our faith and trust in him? Do we know that in him we have redemption through his blood, not our works, right? Not our works. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Man, now how rich is his grace if it it forgives every sin in your life, your life, your life, my life? In the world. That's pretty rich, isn't it? Then why is it when we blow it, we do this? We won't take that out. We go, yeah, but. But. No. That's what he did to cover you. That's what he did. So I want us to understand this. He is rich in grace and mercy and love. Now, listen to this now. You say, man, buddy, you're talking a lot about grace and all this, but about just giving people a license to do anything they want. No. I'm telling you that God loves you right where you are. I'm telling you that, you know, for me and most of us, you know what? We know we have sin in our life, right? I'm ask you a couple questions real fast. Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen anything? Have you ever used the Lord's name in vain? If you break one of the Ten Commandments, you break them all. So it's usually not too hard to find out you got sin. My problem was this. I didn't know what to do with it. But God says, take it to the foot of the cross. Jesus said, I've already dealt with it. So if you're here today, I want you to understand that that Jesus is the door. He is the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. So now that you've got that and we grabbed hold of it, how do we walk it out? How do we put it in application, right? Let's take a look at this. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. We need to be confident in Christ. We can be confident in him because he never changes. His love is tried and true. Don't put confidence in this, in the flesh. Put confidence in Christ. That doesn't mean that you're arrogant. That means that you're identified with who you are in Christ. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. But you know what? You can be confident in Christ. Amen? Say what God says about you. Have you ever been around somebody and you give them a, a give them a compliment? And before you say, man, you really look nice. Or, hey, I really like this. Or, that's that's really nice. You're doing a good job on that. And before you get the period on the end of that thing, they'll go, yeah, but my hair's messed up. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, man. You know, someone said, man, I, I like your bike. and I, I, had a, I was going yeah, but I got a little dirt on there. I was like, thanks. I just stopped. Thanks. You know what I mean? Or whatever the deal is. We want to start... Pointing to all the things that we think are wrong. But you know what? If we're using the lens of the Lord, he says, I got you covered. Got you covered. Amen? So that's what I want us to, to understand. God tells us who we are in Him. When we don't receive it, we are doubting Him. Who. I remember this a long time ago. My dad has since passed, but I remember when my dad, the Lord was drawing my dad to Christ. I'll never forget it. I was still jamming in the clubs, right? Still jamming. I was saved. I didn't know what to do. I was kind of like riding the fence, you know? And then I found out the devil owned the fence. So I got off the fence and went with Jesus. Amen? Amen. And we were coming back to a place. But I used to pump out a lot of CDs for Jesus when I was jamming. I really did. They thought it probably was the rock and roll stuff. They go, hey, man, y'all got a CD? I said, well, I got a little solo project. (laughs) They go, wow, that's pretty cool. And and he got to tell them about Jesus. Just another doorway. But, you know, I remember talking to my dad. And I said, dad. I said, what do you think about it? He said, yeah, he said, yeah. He understood about the Lord. Yes. I got it, yeah. And he says, but you know, I just got a lot of sin in my life. I said, yeah, me too. That's why he died for us. He said, yeah, but I got a lot of sin in my life. You know? I said, he says, when you live as long as I do, you got a lot of sin in your life. I said, yeah, I know. That's why he came. This is a turning point. You would have thought I smacked my dad with a wet fish. I was just trying to love on him. I said, so dad, we're driving back, man. I said, so you're saying that Jesus' blood's not good enough to cover your sin. He said, What'd you say? <laughs> he ready to take me out, but I'm trying to. Try this. I said, Are you saying that your sin is greater than God's sacrifice? No. I said, Well, Dad, that's kind of what we're saying. He got saved, certainly, thereafter. had to put it in perspective. See, because we get, we, we just hear this. When we see it, we miss the mark. And everybody along the road wants to get that magnifying and show you. And if you think that, that you forgot about it, they say, no, 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 you still got some work to be done here. And I go, I know. Isn't that great? God's still using us even in the midst. Isn't that crazy? Man, we're coming out here. I'm thinking, man, I have so much to learn. There's so much we need to do. There is so much needs to be done. That's why I get excited about stuff. I am not a sideline sitter type guy. You know? Amen? Amen. Everybody knows me. like, let me in. Let me in the game. I'm like that little donkey. Pick me. Pick me. You know? I'm ready to go. All the Shrek people knew what I was talking about. Yeah, pick me. You know? And it's not that I got to, I got to be the, the top dog or whatever. I just, I don't want to see the boat go down if I got an oar in my hand. You know? And I can't swim, so I can paddle. I can paddle, baby. I'm going. Ain't that right, Jimmy? That's a different story. That's a different story. I told it last year. I'm not going there. But anyway, let's just go ahead and say what God says about it, amen. My father-in-law is a, is a very skilled boatman. I am not, but he still loves me all the same. But I can still, man, i tell you, he had a little, I'll tell you a little bit. I got with him one day on a boat, on a, oh, excuse me, on a bateau. Okay, I'm, I, everybody from Bacosan's go, yeah, me and Donnie go, it's a bateau. It's a John it's a boat. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, I know what it is. And I get out there, and I'm going to be Mr. Tell me how I got it, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And see, he had a big boat. I ain't never been so glad in my life when he sold that boat. Because guess what? When you got two daughters, that means your two son-in-laws go with you in the boat having problems. And I'm one of them. And Wave's usually busy. He, see, he was smart. He's been married longer. He was. He's like, uh, i got to do something. So, so everything coming up. So we get out there, and we go out and put the big boat up. I'll never forget. we go by. He's like, hey, when I get up there, grab that pole so we'll stop thinking what? You know, we're going like this and we're going up there and you don't think you're moving that, but it's 45 foot of boat. So I said, I got it. And I grabbed all day one. What do you call them things? Oh, the, telephone pole in the water. And I grabbed that thing and I go, and I mean, that people do it. Go, oh, I got it, dude. Don't worry about it. Somehow I don't think I'm going couldn't, could cannot believe this. He said, well, let's get on back on shore. So he's getting a bad toe. I'm, I'm looking, what? Get in the boat, boy, get in the boat. I get in the boat, right? And we're paddling back, and Jimmy, Jimmy, I said, I'm not going to have my father-in-law pull me back in. i got this thing under control. And there's guys over on the side, right, looking, right? And they're drinking beer, right? And he gave me this thing that looked like a broom handle. I felt like David Carradine in one of the Kung Fu movies. I was like, where's the it? Man, I'm getting married into this family, and they can't even afford a full oar. I thought, man, Holloway, everybody's Holloway. I be they own stuff. No, we got a boat that we gotta tie up to a telephone pole and we can only get back on a bad toe. Right? I figured that's a low-line boat. And give me, give me a pencil. I mean, I mean, just give me like so I'm going, and man, I'm gonna think going. Hey, I had one of do you guys remember that little Jim thing that had the shockers over? That ain't nothing. I'm gonna tell you, go with my father-in-law. I mean, I'm out there, and I'm out there, and it looks like somebody's doing this. And Jim says, are oh, you sure you don't want me to get? I said, Oh no, man, we are making make a good time we just going around in circles. Finally, he says, uh, you're embarrassing to give it to me. I said, OK. And he went like this, right? We're way out and he goes, "Shh, sh, sh, Get out. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. I am not adding anything to this. I'm going, OK, I'll get it next time. My goodness. I have no idea where I'm at in this army right now. But- that's there for somebody. I'm just telling you. I have no idea. Man, I'm picking sprinters out. It's a, and she goes, How'd it go with daddy? That's oh, always great. We're tight, babe. We're red. I bet you say, Lord, my lands, Barbara, she's going to marry that redneck over there. Oh, my goodness. Man, keep him on the guitar. Oh, man. But he loved me through it, and we got to the other side. That's what I want to get out of there. Amen. Woo, here we go. All right. Invest in him. Invest in him, man. Oh, my goodness. we got a lot of stuff to cut out the tape today. <laughs> <laughs> invest in Him. Now, we see where God has invested in us, right? He's given everything for us to be close to Him. Let's take a look. God invested in you, so invest back in Him. There's nothing that pays eternal dividends but Christ. Man, how often... I was talking to another guy the other day, and we're out there, and people are looking at their yards, and they're pulling stuff up, and they're doing calculations on how much whatever they're going to put on it out there. And they're getting all into this grass that's going to die. I'm thinking, man, I wonder how much they read their Bible. Because if they put that much energy into that, man, wouldn't that be something? But we put more energy many times into the grass, into the pool chemicals, into whatever other than God. I want to tell let's invest in him. He gave everything for us, amen? That's a good place to say amen right here. Look at this, I'm picking up steam. Walk in the freshness of forgiveness. It is something liberating about walking in freedom, isn't it? It just is, it's just amazing. And guess what, it gets contagious. Because if you are a great sinner, right? We all are, right? I know I, I, I've done really great, amazing things. Did that with zeros on the end, man. Right? And so guess what? When you're free from that and, and you've been forgiven, guess what? You get happy. You get real happy, right? And then the people that are still not receiving that, they just get like this. Who does he think he is? I said, man, let me tell you. It's not me. Let me tell you, God is. This is what God has done for me. And guess what? He goes, Yeah, yeah. He'll do it for you. Man. Then they go, oh, I'm invited to the party. Yes, you are. You're invited, amen. Mm-mm-mm. Renew your mind with the truth of his word. I hit on that a little earlier. Just like the verse says, think on these things. Think on these things. Ask God for help in areas that are challenged, that are a challenge. It's tough. Remember I said, don't put any confidence in the flesh. We need to put confidence in Christ. Because you know what? When we just try to do it with sheer willpower, we're just not going to make it. We're just not going to make it. But see, you remember when we talked about the cleansing? A couple of verses back. God not only wants to forgive you and restore you. He wants to cleanse you. He wants to pick you up right where you are. In the miry muck. And say, you know what? My blood washes all that away. Come born into the throne of grace. Amen. Amen. Praise God for what he's done. See, I get excited. I do get excited. Y'all never know that, would you? <laughs> come over here. Sit down. He's Man. When you grow up and you did not grow up with Christ and you find Christ, it's exciting. It is exciting because guess what? I thought everything was going to be on me. It's not. It's on him. And I don't mean that on a bad way. I mean that he's opened the doorway to unlock wisdom in our life, to unlock freedom in our life, to give us grace, mercy, forgiveness, all these things. But if you try to obtain those things on your own, it's not going to if you're trying to work your way to a situation to be blessed, it's not going to happen. What could I possibly do to impress God? You know what touches his heart? Calling on him. Receiving him. Speaking his word. Trusting him. Being obedient to what he asks us to do. That touches God's heart. Amen. And here's one. Love others with the love of God. Love others the love of God see sometimes we can be somewhat unlovable when I had a different job years ago I didn't even like me I worked all night I didn't sleep half the time and man you know Mr. Wonderful was not Mr. Wonderful you can flip that W around I was Mr. Miserable but I didn't know the Lord then either. but you know what A lot of times we want to try to change everything else the job, the the, the friends, and all those things. But if you allow God to work from the inside out, you'll be surprised at the perspective that you have on things. I work with folks a a lot on a lot of different things, a lot of different projects. And I see guys that, that from the outside, I don't know what's going on, bless you. But I see guys from the outside. I mean, I got two more years before I can retire. I'm thinking, I got like a hundred. You know, but, I, you know, let God intervenes, but that's okay. But I'm going to enjoy the day because I might not be here for that long, you know. And they just grit their teeth and the I'm thinking, surely that's not good on your body, right? Can you think about that? You come in ah, ah, and, and then guess what? There, people are just never happy with you a lot of times, right? Think about this. When I was a rock and roller, they weren't happy. Now I'm a holy roller. They're not happy. You know? So so it doesn't really matter what the neighbors think. Let's see what God says about it. And then love them with the love of God. Amen? You see, it's got to come from the inside out. If I was trying to to uh, get in with everybody, I'd have to change everywhere. You know? Because Mike would say, oh man, well you know what? Uh, I like it because uh, I like playing guitar with you. Well guess what? This guy, he plays drums. So what I'm going to do play drums now. You know, see, but that sounds real crazy, but what we try to do, we run over to this group, we run over to this group, we run all around trying to fit. you fit in the family of God just where you are, just the way you are because of the love and the blood of Christ takes you where you are. Amen? That's what I want you to hear today. All right. So now look at this. When we take the application, I'm bringing home with this. Be confident in Christ. Say what God says about you. Invest in the things of God, right? Man, walk in the freshness of his forgiveness. Hmm. Renew your mind with the word of God. Ask God for help in those tough areas, right? Praise God for what he's done. See, there's something about when you start praising God, the shackles start breaking off. You know, we're not looking at the problem. We're looking at the problem solver. Guess what? We start exalting God to his place. And guess what? It starts shrinking the problems. Because nothing can stand to the name of Jesus. Amen. That's what I want you to hear today. So God's equipped us to serve him in some special way. Serve God with all your heart. Remember we said we at least had one gift? Don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's just encouraging somebody. I got a buddy of mine. He's probably almost 80 years old. I met the man probably 20 years ago. You know what he does? You know what he does for a living? He picks up bodies. This old guy is still toting people when they have a wreck and things like that. Somebody's got to do it, right? But you know what he does for ministry? Listen to this. He writes cards. He writes cards. I might not see him for a year. Talk to him. I get a Father's Day card. I get a birthday card. Then he's got a Mother's Day card. My mom got a Mother's Day card. Let me tell you what. You think, well, gosh, how am I making a difference? How am I doing? Let me tell you. You talk about a tough job. He could be doom and gloom all the time. That's something deal with death after death after death after death. Every day. And he's been doing it for years. But God has, has made a mark on that man. And worked in his life. That even in the midst of the tough things. He can find time to be a blessing to me and you. Isn't that something? What is it that God has gifted you with. That you can be a blessing to others. I don't know. But I pray as we're, as we're here today. That we seek the Lord about that. And God says you know what. Today. This is what I'd like you to do. Don't have to eat elephant element, all at one bite, bite at a time. Amen. Let's take a look at this as we get ready to bring this thing home. Everybody doing good? Amen. Amen. I want you to understand this. We've been reborn. When we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, when we've called on the name of Jesus to come into our life and forgive us of our sin, he makes our spirit new. We come alive to the things of Christ. Okay? And I want you to understand this. We've been redeemed. That's means we've been bought back out of that sinful nature. Justified, just as if we never sinned, right? That's something to be excited about today. And look at this. He restores us. So today, if you're in need of restoration, call on the name of Jesus. Today, if you're in need of knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, call on the name of Jesus. Today, if you're in need to be reminded of the Redeemer who lives and loves and paid the price for you and me, call upon the name of Jesus. Let's bow our hands and pray. Father, I thank you so much for what you've done and what you've allowed us to just talk about today. And Lord, I understand that our life is always under construction. But it's so great to know, Lord, that we are secure in you. Our salvation is finished. You said it on the cross. It is finished. When we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is finished. So if you're here today, and maybe you feel like things in your life are are not finished with God, meaning that, you know what, you're still at odds about things. He says, come, and let's reason together. And it's this simple. It cost him everything. He did the hard part. You're sitting here today and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sins. Today, this is your prayer. Just pray it from your hearts. Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I believe that you are the Son of God. Father, today, I receive your forgiveness. Come into my life and forgive me of my sin. So if that's your prayer today, don't leave here today without telling somebody, you know what I prayed today, to ask the Lord to come into my life. Now, if you're here today, and you're going through a tough time, I want you to think about these three things, redeemed, restored, and reborn. And you've put your faith in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that His grace breaks the chain of sin. Amen? Set your heart on the things of God. When we think about our lives being under construction, it shows that God's love never quits. He doesn't just put you on a shelf. Says, I want to work in your life. I want to nurture you in all you can be. So today, be passionate about where God is leading you. Serve with excitement. And be compelled to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody look up here. Now, you know what? We know that we our life is, is, is under construction. And I, I want to tell you something as we get ready to, to send you out with a song uh, you know, God still speaks to his people. I'm going to share a little, little story. Uh, this week, I was talking to a truck driver that came in, and he was a believer. And we were sitting down, and we were just talking about the things of God and everything else. And uh, I was sharing some testimonies of what God's been doing in the church and been doing in our life. And he may speak to you different, and that's okay. And as I was getting ready to get ready to leave, this guy had said nothing about this. I was getting ready to, He was getting ready to leave, and I have to unhook this big hose, and I'm banging on it with a hammer. And I just got this impression in my heart. And I turned around. I said, hey, man. He goes, yeah. He's filling the paperwork out. He never said one word about this. I said, you got a brother? He said, yeah. I said, uh, what's going on with your brother? And he went like this. I said, I'm not trying to get in your business. I said, the Lord just laid something heavy on my heart, man. When's the last time you called your brother? And he goes, I need to call my brother. Didn't know what was going on. Didn't need to know what was going on. But the Lord just used me to nudge that guy just a little bit. And so he finished the paperwork. And I said, man, all right. And he got in his truck. He said, man, would you pray for me before I call my brother? I said, absolutely. Now you think about that. That doesn't sound like maybe a big deal. And I'm not saying that, look at buddy, look at this. Are we listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit? All right? But you know what? Evidently something's going on there. And it was enough for God to say, you know what? Just remind him. I'll be with him. Just remind him. You know what? Take a little time and maybe call your brother. And you know, we talked about the love of Christ and all this. And we talked about forgiveness. And I don't know what's going on, but I'm excited. Uh, I'm laden with great expectation for him to share. You know what? God did amazing work. If there's somebody you need to call today, on Mother's Day, maybe it's not your mom. It's okay. Call. You know? Maybe you say, you know, my, my, my mom is passed. It's okay. You know what? Just ask the Lord to release you from whatever is, 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 was, was binding that situation and give you a freshness of forgiveness. I don't even know why I went there with that. I just want to tell you about God's love, God's freshness of forgiveness is available for you. Amen. Let's go to our feet. Let's praise the Lord with a song. Amen. Amen. Everybody doing good? Clap your hands for the Lord. All right.